we'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for June 6th, 2022. Uh, go ahead and start us off with the rotating the warfare prayers, the strategic warfare prayer. Father God in heaven, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we come against and oppose all satanic operations, manipulations, subversions, tactics, and plans which are designed to hinder, prevent, or frustrate God's original plans and purposes from their swift manifestation taking place in the correct time and season. We come against all satanic alliances and confederations worldwide. Let every evil effort and endeavor fail. Cause the news media to be caught in their own lying and manipulations so that only truth can be brought forth. We ask that every satanic strategy of prohibition and limitation placed upon the body of Christ by the dark side shall not prevail and shall be broken. We pray that all invisible, invisible walls of opposition, restriction, and delay will be exposed and destroyed. O Lord, confound the devices and the wicked plans of the enemy that they have crafted, so that their hands are not able to perform their evil enterprise. Save those that can be saved, O Lord, but those that cannot be saved. Overtake them in their own crafty and devious ways. Let them fall into their pits that they have dug for the righteous. Let the fire of God devour them, and let them turn on and consume one another, and have them in total confusion and derision. We loose the hosts of heaven to war against the hosts of darkness to bring an end to all deceptive and secretive destruction, destructive measures designed to destroy all of God's creation and defile the world. According to 1 John 3, 8, for this reason was the, was the Son of God manifest that he would destroy the works of the enemy. Father God, overrule all strategies, tactics, and curses of the enemy by the... By the power of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and his shed blood and overthrow all spoken words, enchantments, divination, spells, hexes, vexes, curses, witchcraft prayers, and every idle word spoken contrary to God's original plans and purposes according to Isaiah 54:17, And break the curses associated with all these ceremonies, rituals, utterances, and destroy their plans to bring about a chaotic bloody revolution in worldwide and usher in martial law and a new world order. Father God, we pray their plans shall be uncovered and shall not prevail and shall be frustrated and unable to achieve any impact and that their wickedness and violent verbal dealings will return upon their own heads, according to Psalm 716. Father God, we humbly ask you to reveal every hidden agenda, plan, and cover-up in the secret shadow government regarding their attempts to manipulate end-time events which would lead to the destruction of your Christians and the innocent. Please send divine, powerful, angelic forces against their diabolical plans to expose and destroy them. We dispatch legions of warring angels and any other kind of angels necessary to enforce your perfect will on the United States of America and upon all the earth. Release your divine strategies and revelations upon any righteous person in government worldwide. Fill them with your Holy Spirit and cause your divine wisdom and courage to come upon them. Cause them to be like a holy trumpet shedding light upon the dark, hidden secrets of the wicked. Send a spirit of confusion amongst the camp of the enemy. Let their tongues be divided, and when they communicate, let it be incoherent and misunderstood. Arrest those that operate in the spirit of Jezebel or Belial and all other wicked spirits and cause them to be caught in their own lies and conspiracies. Let them not be able to resist the spirit of truth or gain any ground in the natural or spiritual realm. Cause every evil spirit that is released from their diabolical assignments to be cast into the abyss, until which time they then be cast into the lake of fire, and that none will be able to come to take their place. Please cause these prayers and all future prayers to take on the characteristics of divine projectiles in the spirit realm so that they will accomplish your divine will. We seal this prayer by the blood of the Lamb and we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Uh, so before we get into like more of the current events, I, I was going to try to cover this last week but it was just too voluminous and there was too many things that I had not uh, covered that had built up. But a lot of times I'll get requests for dedicated studies and I, I totally get it understand that and the problem is is with the news cycle um and the myriad of things that are potentially going to impact 
the body of Christ, it is almost impossible for me to get into pure dedicated studies because then I have to push so, much, so many other things aside. I did that a lot more when I was first in ministry, you know, going back all the way to, really it's 05 is when, I say it's 06, but it's really 05, uh, 2005 when I started recording uh, the, the teachings and these types of things. So it's been about 17 years, roughly, since we've been um, on air. I started recording the teachings, uh, I think, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was 05, because when I did the Prophecy Club tour in 06, uh, I know that I was already recording. Little, little fuzzy on the timeline, but um, I had a lot more time back then to do that. And as things have gotten, you know, gaining more listeners over the years and things are, I mean, the, the news cycles now are, I thought they were bad back then, but now it's just beyond incomprehensible. So much to try to cover. But what I do try to do is in the first part of my teachings, typically I'll try to cover like, uh, for instance, I think recently we did the thing on Jordan Maxwell and on um, a little mini study on him. Today, we're going to be doing a little kind of mini study. This is from a listener, um, the Black Hebrew Israelites and the G-O-C-C, the Gathering of Christ Church, uh, plus my warning and another listener's reply. So... I'll just read this to you, uh, Dr. Johnson. I love you enough to tell you the truth. Not all black Hebrew Israelites are the same. Okay. So that's how it starts out. I have been listening. Trust me, you'll understand why I'm chuckling a little bit. Um, I have been listening to the elders of the GOCC, the Gathering of Christ Church. And they gave me a link. And I post the link here. You can hear it for yourself. They condemn what this other group is doing as much as you do. Okay, so the enemy of my enemy is my friend, I guess. I don't know. I've been listening to you too, and you've been such a blessing for me and my family, as well as many others. May the Most High bless you and your family for helping to save many lives. God bless you, brother. And God bless you too. Um, <laughs> nothing but love. But I cannot in good conscience just let that go because while I can't give a detailed reply to every single person that emails me I used to try to do that but again my my time wasn't so limited uh, this is something I had to to um, respond back to and um I said um Let's see here. I said, thank you for your kind words. I said, now they may be different, this other group that they're in. But do you realize there are thousands of different denominations all over the world and they all think they are the most biblically correct, correct out there? I mean, let's face it. If you're in any particular denomination, don't you kind of think you're the only denomination that kind of has everything really figured out? Pretty much. Um, if you didn't believe that, you would probably go to the denomination you thought had it more figured out. I did that myself. I was brought up new age, um, rock and roll, yoga by my parents, party hardy. That was my upbringing. 
Um, I mean, if anybody with any kind of religious bent even came to our front door and it was didn't matter if it was Jehovah Witnesses, Mormons, Baptists, God help them. Because my dad would go nuts. I mean, he would literally chase people screaming. And he was a psychopath. Okay, my dad was one scary dude. And it didn't matter if they had little kids with him or not. It didn't matter. He would go ape on them. Literally chasing them off the property. I mean, that's that was how I grew up. Okay, that was that was my my mom giving money to Planned Parenthood, taking place in the, uh, um, um, uh, marching with Planned Parenthood into yoga into New Age, kind of a jaded Catholic. I mean, I did not go, grow up in any kind of. But ironically, they put me in a Lutheran middle school, and then a Catholic high school. <laughs> um, they wanted me to get a better, uh, a private private schooling education. And um, then I went to um, chiropractic college for, for uh, after I, I did, um, I got an associate's degree. And then I went to chiropractic college and went four years straight and uh, no breaks, took a double full load, averaged about 25 credit hours a semester and graduated in four years with a doctorate. And that was in 1993. And um, that was just party hardy you know um yeah i put a lot of time and effort and work in and and um you know i don't know i graduated like a 3.2 average and um i probably could have done a lot better but that was up until that point that was kind of like my my party kind of lifestyle secular upbringing and then i got saved in um the early part of 1994 by reading a book entitled En Route to Global Occupation by Gary Kaw, which is literally that book to this day is probably one of the most instrumental things that that helped to form this ministry known as ContendingForTruth.com. Because all the stuff that he was talking about in that book, the New World Order, the Freemasons, the United Nations, the coming Antichrist, the false prophet, I just figured that was being preached in all the churches. I figured that, that that was everywhere. And in some churches, I'm sure it was more prevalent. But I never really ever in any church that I was ever in after that, going into Pentecostal and then Charismatic and then Independent Fundamental Baptist King James only unregistered Baptist churches into just regular Baptist churches. I never really heard a whole lot about what was in that book. And yet that was what we were going to be going into in the end times. And I, I thought, well, why aren't they talking more about this in the church? I mean, this is what we're moving into. A lot of it was, okay, and, and I don't want to get into a gigantic, horrible debate here on the rapture thing. I've done, I did a whole teaching on pre-trib versus post-trib rapture. You can look it up or whatever. I, I know I lost a lot of listeners over it. Listen, I'm not going to part ways over somebody, whether they're pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, pre-wrath. I, I just, I refuse. There's enough things that divide us, and um, that is not, to me, a salvation issue. But what I saw the fruit of that being, and I'm sorry, even if you're pre-trib, listen, I was pre-trib for a ton of years. What I saw the main fruit of that being is that, oh, it really doesn't matter about that other stuff with the Antichrist and the false prophet. We're not going to be here. So what do I got to worry about it? We're going to be raptured out of here. I've been hearing that ever since I've been saved. 
And hey, I, I hope they're right. I hope pre-tribbers are right. I really do. I really do. Again, my stance is, is in the teaching that I put up. I'd be more than happy to be raptured pre-trib, okay? I'm not like opposed to that concept, okay? I laid out where I stand in that four-part, I think four-part teaching, okay? But I don't want to part ways with people over that. But the problem I saw was the fruit of it, meaning, you know, we're going to be out of here and why really key in and focus in on the one world government and the UN and, and you know you look around now and you look at the great reset and you look at the world economic forum and, and you look at how unbelievably they're driving toward and how close we could literally be to that and it's turning into more and more of a big deal and there's a lot of Christians I believe that are totally unprepared for that scenario if they're not raptured out pre-trib style okay now if you go to second thessalonians chapter two just for everybody that's pre-trib understand if you read second thessalonians chapter two i believe it's verse three where it talks about and then that um there's going to be a falling away of the church and then that wicked will be revealed but what is it predicated on it's predicated on I believe the uh, verse uh, ahead of that where it says our gathering unto the Lord Jesus Christ which would be essentially the rapture well it says there has to be a falling away of the church and that wicked capital W has to be revealed before the rapture of the church so even if you're pre-trib according to what the Bible says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 the Antichrist has to be revealed so you got to get real real close even if you're pre-trib you got to get right up against when the start of the tribulation is the seven-year tribulation according to what the bible says in the king james you, you got to be pretty near it if, if that wicked has to be revealed capital w and then it goes on later in, in the, the next verses to, to redefine and say yeah this is the basically the uh the antichrist the lawless one Clear, it's, it's clear, clearly defined as the Antichrist in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. So I think that Christians for a long, and I never heard that verse, I never heard that verse emphasized. And I'm like, I've read it. And I'm like, guys, even if you're pre-trib, it says the wicked, the falling away of the church has to happen and the wicked, capital W, has to be revealed before the gathering to Jesus, the rapture of the church. Let me just read it for you, just so you know. Verse 1, 2 Thessalonians 2, 1. Now we beseech you, brethren, so they're talking to the Christians, by, our, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The coming. This is his second coming. And by our gathering together unto him, sounds like the rapture of the church to me, that ye be soon that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as us as from us as that day of christ is at hand let no man deceive you by any means for that day meaning the rapture of the church are gathering unto the lord jesus christ that day shall not come except there come a falling away first if you go in uh, the underlying greek for falling away is apostia 
the falling away of the church, which we're seeing now in full. I mean, my word, come on. <laughs> I mean, that, if that's not evident, I don't know what is. You look at televangelism and the clown show and the 501c3 church yoked up with the government and all the ministers having to go to the state to get a right to preach. I mean, where is any of this in the Bible? It's not. Denominations aren't biblical either. And we'll get into that. The church has never been more of a in a fallen away state than it is now. And it's getting worse by the day, okay? But let me just read this again. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first and, and. So these two things have to happen before the rapture. That man of sin be revealed. The son of perdition, the antichrist. There it is right there. So even if you are pre-trib, understand, and I never heard this preached or taught in the churches ever, those two things have to happen. They don't, I've heard preachers talk about the falling away, but not the, well, that puts us a little closer to the tribulation. That's a little, little closer than I'd like to be before I get raptured. So I'm just saying, it's good to know, no matter where you stand on the rapture of the church, it's good to know that. Anyway, um, uh, getting back to my response here to this listener regarding this new G-O-O-C-C gathering of Christ Church, how they're different than the black Hebrew Israelites. Um, I said, do you realize there are thousands of different denominations all over the world and they all think they are the most biblically correct out there, but there is no Bible for denominations. In fact, the Bible warns against it. It is rooted in pride. We're going to get into that. We'll give you the Bible verses. See the second attachment. It's an attachment on denominations that I'll, I'll read you. Um, and of all the ones out there, I would not have anything to do with one that even remotely yokes itself to the black Hebrew Israelites as they are one of the very worst. See the first attachment. I've got a whole attachment of black hebrew israelites how wicked and evil they are i mean they're you talk about wicked evil fruit oh man they're <laughs> you only got to hear him preach for about 30 seconds to know that they're straight from the pit of hell just looking at the website you sent me red flags were going up in my mind because she sent me this video or, or the website why are they wearing turbans whenever you start to see a lot of religious garb and in in Things they're wearing that, that make them look religious, i that's red flag for me. I mean, look at the Catholic priest. Look at the Orthodox priest. Look at, and it's it's all done to elevate the, 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 the clergy, the priesthood, to a level that is superior to the laity below them. It's all rooted in pride. Of the big, big intimidating churches of the Catholic churches and the Orthodox churches and all the gold inlay on some of these churches. And it's all to like put you in a lower position in, in in this position of ah oh where you'll what whatever's coming out of the um mouthpiece of satan known as either the orthodox priest or the catholic priest or whatever oh it's got to be right because look at this grandiose thing there's no bible for that either none no bible for building these big gigantic churches where you know millions and millions of dollars are accumulated by these denominations and they use them to enslave their adherents and keep them in bondage don't see a whole lot of bible for it see a lot of bible for house churches 
that were the way it started and probably the way it should have stayed. Because look what happens when, when you when you get big and big and big. And, oh, I'm a denomination. Oh, this person's over this person and this person. And, oh, a president, president, vice president, and all these. There's no Bible. There's no Bible for it. That's all I really care about. So just looking at the website you sent me, red flags going up, why they're wearing turbans, and relabeling different black groups as the tribes of Israel. <laughs> Give me a break. This is what the black Hebrew Israelites do. Well, this... this gathering of the church of god does the exact same thing g-o-o-c g-o-c-c now again i could i could key on tons of denominations like this it's just you know i'm just choosing this one today i went to their own site and i got their and i copied and pasted the 12 tribes of israel i'll write off their own g-o-c-c gathering of the church of christ and their interpretation of what the 12 tribes of Israel are. I'm gonna, I'm, and I put, I copied and pasted it in here so you can see for yourself. Okay, So I'll read them to you. Benjamin, the tribe of Benjamin, is actually the Jamaicans. Okay. Simeon is actually the Dominican Republic. Reuben is the Seminole Indians. All right. That's where I was from. I mean, Southwest Florida, Everglades, Seminole Indians. Um, then Gad, the tribe of Gad is the Native American Indians. And then Zebulum is Panama and Colombia. Ephraim is the Puerto Ricans. Manassas is the Cubans. Asher is the Brazilians and Venezuelans. Levi is the Haitians. <laughs> Napoli is the Hawaiians and Samoans. Judah are the Negroes, as they say. And Ishakar are the Mexicans. So again, everything totally rooted in beyond asinine, unbiblical pride. But this is what they believe. And again, this is how cults get started. Just, I, mean, I, I, I would consider this a cult. I really would. If you're, if you're going along with this, it's a cult. Because this is so far, you're you're you are so far chasing fly balls in left field on this one that you know it defies the imagination. But this is common. They're relabeling different, like black groups, and also you know like Latin Americans and as the tribes of Israel. I said this is total blasphemy. I love you enough to tell you the truth because that's how they started out to me. You're heading down a very horrible path if you follow this movement. God bless you all. So then I, I sent this to um, one of my longtime listeners who um, had a lot of experience in Washington, D.C. with these black Hebrew Israelites. And um, they, they would get out in the streets and, and preach and they were violent very confrontational nothing christ-like about them i mean all the fruits of the spirits the opposite okay um and this is what she said about it she says i'm a long-time listener of scots as well i used to live in washington dc i'm very familiar with the black hebrew israelites and their doctrines you are correct that they are not all the same some of them do not superficially look like they the hate breathing black hebrew israelites i am used to where I used to live, they used to come to predominantly non-black neighborhoods dressed in black uniforms. Now, these are the black Hebrew Israelites with a dog's head prominently displayed on their chest. 
standing on a soapbox, shouting over a megaphone, all the Old Testament passages against the enemies of Israel and the enemies of God, promising to use them against us, everyone not mentioned in their genealogy charts as their Israelites. That I don't know if it's the exact same genealogy chart that I just read you, but they're so diluted they just, uh, you know, think that. Calling everyone who is pale-skinned an Edomite. Every one of them to a man was brimming with anger and hate. I have seen them challenged multiple times by black Christians. Uh, no white Christian wanted to talk to them, and most Christians in Washington, D.C. are black. The young ones that I that have been recruited by them are so bent with hatred against anyone who is not black, it is unbelievable. I mean, you can feel the hate half a city block from them. This is not an exaggeration. I think the black Hebrew Israelites Hebrew Israelites may I'm going to check that real quick I just did a cursory search it, it, it seems to be similar uh, it's totally off the wall nonetheless there's nothing biblical about any of it anyway um, let's go back to where I was at here uh, let's see these men on their soapboxes, um, I have never seen a woman among them on the street, are making God, God's word, and every believer in God's word look awful. Because they kind of portray themselves as true, like, Bible believers, you know. The kind of hatred that poured off every one of them was so shocking and so intense that I have had many encounters with them. I mean, that, that by itself, you know, a, a tree is known by its fruit, the fruit of the Spirit. There's nothing, it's all the opposite of the fruit of the Spirit. If the Holy Spirit lived inside them, they wouldn't be acting this way. Especially in public. I mean, you know, this is just their demeanor. Hatred is like their, their main um, attribute, okay? He says, I, I do not think it's possible that any of them are saved. No, they believe in a false gospel, number one. You, you need to stop for a minute and look at the foundations of this movement, the history of this movement. Uh, Brother Scott often quotes Psalm 11, 2, and 3, but usually not together. Psalm 11... Two and three, it says, For lo, the wicked bend their bow, they make ready their arrow upon the string, that they may privily shoot at the upright in heart. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? So it is a combination of the wicked privily, secretly shooting arrows at the upright in heart and the righteous trying to build on foundations that are destroyed. That would be very much described the founders of this movement. And I have, would add in there any other pseudo-christian cult movement that has their own little pet doctrine of whatever they perceive christianity to be which is incredibly common unfortunately you need to be careful about looking into this as with these movements whitewash their founders so much so that they're unrecognizable in the same way the seventh day adventist whitewash uh ellen white and even more flagrantly the more uh, Mormons completely transform Joseph Smith into an unrecognizable icon they make him out to be. I've done um, I've done a mini teaching on Seventh-day Adventism recently. If you want to know more about that, just key it in. I've done dedicated teachings on Mormons, Jehovah Witnesses, I believe Scientology. Just so you know, you can reference that at contendingfortruth.com. Uh, she she goes on to say, when I came out of the Laodicean church, I was cast adrift and learned from several people who were not scripturally sound, but on some level knew their Bible very well um, on other levels. The Lord had had his hand in this. He blessed my knowledge of scripture when I, quote, came out from among them. And that's what the Bible says to do. 
to come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. So he wanted me to learn his word, and there was and is such a dearth of scripture teaching. He used men who would start off sound, but then started to add leaven to their messages after they got a following. This is all by design, and that's usually when pride enters in. I, have, I did have to cut ties with multiple ministries when I realized they were deliberately modifying their messages and modifying their doctrines. And it's a combination of pride. Maybe it's a combination of, okay, I'm going to get more money this way. I'm going to gain more control this way. If I have my own pet doctrine, I'm going to make them feel real special. I'm going to make them feel like I'm hearing from God. And therefore, if they're following me, they're following God. I mean, it's how cults get started. This is how so many TV evangelists operate. You know? They like, oh, I'm getting this special revelation from God and all these supposed prophets and, you know, it's all rooted in pride and greed. Typically the love of money is the root of all evil, you know, and control. It's, you know, it's why this ministry started pretty much. Cause I've been there, done it, you know, uh, um, and then they're deliberately modifying their messages and modifying their doctrines. Let me tell you, it is always that they have a special revelation unique to that group, which is what I just said. So just to be clear here, I came out of the Hebrew Roots movement. Um, and I kind of did too, to a certain extent. I mean, I definitely was exposed to that when I was in particularly the charismatic movement. Uh, there was a lot of that infiltrating at the time. And I saw the people that went into that. And man, they all went bonkers off the deep end, every single one of them that got into that stuff, the Hebrew Roots. Now, I've done, oh my word, I don't even know how many teachers on Hebrew Roots movement. Just Kian Hebrew Roots, Kian Sabbath, Kian Hexagram, Kian Sunday versus Sabbath. Uh, I've done so many teachings on that. Um, so she said, so to be clear here, I came out of the Hebrew roots movement with a much better understanding of the old Testament and law and the law in general. You cannot understand many passages in the new Testament. If you don't understand your old Testament. Yeah. Amen. Also, I take the Torah, all scripture seriously. And if something is branded a sin in the old Testament, even if it is not rebranded a sin, uh, in the new Testament is a sin. Meaning if, if every little, thing that um, is labeled as sin and I don't mean ceremonial laws like you can't combine fabrics and you can't have a ox and a unlike animal pulling on the same yoke Th these are Old Testament more ceremonial laws we're talking about things that are obviously a sin okay man with man child sacrifice women with women, adultery, those things that are labeled as sin, like in Leviticus in the Old Testament, th those are, even if they're not clearly restated in the New Testament, it's still sin, obviously. Okay, that's what she's talking about there. Um, both Hebrew root and uh, black Hebrew Israel have to mangle the books written by Paul. In other words, most of the New Testament to get you to accept their premises. Well, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I can tell you that Hebrew Roots in particular does this very, very well. For me, the remedy was carefully going over the Pauline epistles very, very carefully in their entirety. Many times Hebrew Roots will take you repeatedly to certain verses of Paul, but they do not want you to look at the whole. And that's why 
the Bible says that we're to learn line upon line, precept upon precept. Um, and you want to have the full context of something before you interpret and isolate one verse. Because if you take one verse out of context, it's very easy to start your own little cult. That's how like the Jehovah Witnesses tried to snag me in originally when I was just a baby Christian. What's this verse mean? I'm a baby Christian and, and they're versed in all of this and they're, they've got devils and demons aiding them. And they're trying to, you know, get me to, you know, um, uh, totally, totally destroy my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and put their faith in some cult. And again, a big reason why I started this ministry, because I've been through a lot of this garbage myself, personally. Um, Hebrew roots will take you repeatedly to certain verses of Paul, but they do not want you to look at the whole. It is key to stop listening to these ministers when you see they are way off the mark. You'll be brought under subjection by them. Again, while they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption, for of whom a man is overcome, the same he is brought into bondage. You sit under one of these people, you go to their little cult gatherings or their little churches or whatever they call them, you're going to start coming under the influence of the evil spirits that emanate and operate in that locality and through those ministers and through the people you're sitting around. I've had it happen to me. Being in different unbiblical denominations. I've had it happen to me. I'm not judging anybody. Super simple. It's, it's super easy for this to happen. But they're going to promise you liberty. Oh, we we this is the right way. This is the only way. This is what God, the revelatory thing God showed this denomination or this minister. But it says, while they promise them liberty, they themselves are the service of corruption for whom a man is overcome. The same is brought into bondage. And the bondage that it's talking about here is spiritual chains and you can't see them and that's how people will get into these cults and stay in them and you know never really it's why the bible also talks about being like the bereans were more noble than those in thessalonica because they sought the things out in scriptures if they were so they they sought the scriptures out that's you know, that's what you want to do with the King James Bible. That's how I broke free from charismania. Honestly, it's how I broke, you know, to a certain extent, how I broke free from the, all the denominations I've ever been in, really. Because there were so many unbiblical things going on in the denominations that they were the pastors weren't willing to address. And in, I can't name one that didn't have tons of things they wouldn't address. Then I'm like, okay, I'm out of here. What am I going to do? Stay in this? Now you do as the Lord leads you. If God's ha if God has you something, just bear in mind though what I'm talking about here. I'm not trying to build some following for Scott Johnson. I am not. You do what the Lord has you do. I know a lot of my listeners go to go to um, churches, and and I'm sure there's denominational label. Listen, if that's where God want, just please search the scriptures out please make sure get confirmation that's where god wants you you know and i mean if it's 501c3 you know it's just you know i'm leery for all the reasons i've mentioned in the past 
but I'm not the voice of God. I'm just trying to lead you in the right direction. Search the scriptures out, you know, fast, pray. Those are the best ways I know of to get confirmation about things. Humble yourself before the Lord. Um, going forward here, she says, you will be brought under subjection by them. You will be blinded by them and you will not be able to see the truth. Just this verse I just got into. Just focus on learning the Bible at this point in time. Focus on Romans to Revelation, then study Revelation, then start at the beginning. Um, she says, there's no black church, no white church. We are the church. We are one body in the Lord. The separation among us is by design. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I wish, but again, we're in the time of the great falling away. So you would expect that dynamic to be at play more today, more than any other time since the church was created, the church was formed. I guess if you say, want to go back to Pentecost, you would expect, and tomorrow will be even be a little worse. You know why? We get one more day closer to the Antichrist being revealed and the falling away church is happening more and more and the tribulation starting. I mean, it's, it's actually confirmation of the Bible. It's confirmation of Revelation chapter 3, the Laodicean church. That's neither hot nor cold or lukewarm, but yet they think they're in need of nothing. Most 501c3 churches with their 501c3 ministers and pastors and their 501c3 denominational systems and all the hierarchy that exists there, all seminary trained, all taught to do it the same way and whatever, you know, whatever. I'm not saying they never learned anything good or they're all wicked and evil. I'm just saying they're, they're kind of caught in a, a system that's designed to keep them in that system and to think they're really the only ones that kind of have it figured out from a denomination or at least they've got it figured out the best of any denomination i wish you well and i will pray for you yours truly pat now i've done uh here's here's a whole bunch of uh videos you can watch on black hebrew israelites um basically exposed part one two and three then there's a couple other ones now um then here's one i'm going to play this for you black hebrew israelite preacher says jesus christ was a black man that's what they teach their adherents and um it shows there's a picture i've got here i mean these guys are nuts they're wild man violently wild um I'm going to play this. It's only a minute and a half here. Okay, so so here's a... Uh, looks like three or four of these black Hebrew Israelites. They're all dressed in like black, almost leather looks. I mean, they are they look like they're, you know... They, and the, they have their 12 tribes of Israel. Oh, yeah, they, they cut their own placard out front. The And with the, 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 the chart I just read read for you um the negroes and the west indians and the haitians and which tribe they represent this is and so i'm just going to let you listen to them for about a minute and a half yes they might be out of a pagan people that move with satan righteous tribe in the continents of the almighty one they might be out of demons children of the art of a lion i know Just walk in the continents of the Almighty One. Good people see hostility rising daily. The men in this video are trained professionals, authorized by the UPK. 
uh, which is some Hebrew Israelites or um, black Hebrew Israelites, whatever. Please do not try this at home. I mean, is this a joke? What was that Rastafarian song we just heard? <laughs> it sounds like they're all smoking ganja, you know, and then wrote a song or whatever. Now, the Rastafarians, I've done a whole teaching on them too. I've had all kinds of dealings with Rastafarians um, or some, and I studied them. Actually, it was when I was a doctor in, um, uh, covered a clinic in uh, Immokalee, Florida. Holly Salastri was, I guess, one of their main deities or that they followed a guy a guy came in one day was covering this clinic in Immokalee and he had a shirt on that said Holly Salastri king of kings and lord of lords I mean it was so blasphemous and I'm like what is that and he couldn't tell me a whole lot about it. it's almost like you know I, I don't know I just got the t-shirt or whatever so I went back home and <laughs> looked it up and I'm like, oh man, but it's very reminiscent of the Rastafarians' religion. Now they they uh, believe smoking the ganja spliffman is, I believe, part of their religion. And Holly Salastra is one of their deities. Is this uh, black guy from Africa? I believe, but I've done Rastafarian teachings. I've done tons on voodoo. I've had all kind of voodoo high priests trying to kill me when I was practicing back in Fort Myers. Just key in voodoo uh, or my supernatural experiences my because I, I think i got into that in my supernatural but also voodoo i've had tons of experience with that lord's lord's had me exposed to a lot of these groups over the years it's been quite a ride anyway i'm gonna let these wonderful gentlemen uh preach here this is they're preaching in philadelphia pennsylvania don't try this at home it says okay here they come acts 19 13 through 16. <laughs> So the Bible says Christ is a black man. And they got their, their whole sign up here. Tribe of Zebulon's Panama, Ephraim's Puerto Rico, Manassas, Cuba. I think it's pretty much the same exact. Yet, my listeners emailing me and saying, oh no, they're different. They're against what they're doing. They're preaching the same gospel. Where it's Judah is the, is the they call them Negroes. Now that's their words. You know, I'd say blacks, whatever, but I guess they got to be say, okay, it's got to be from Africa. I don't know. Uh, Levi's Haitians. Okay. So they have the exact same uh, belief system regarding the tribes. So how are they so different when blasphemy is literally this blasphemous interpretation of, of the tribes of Israel is the, and, and then I know, then you've got your British Israelism where they believe, you know, that, you know, uh, different white um, races from like Europe and wherever are actually the real tribes of Israel. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm white and I don't believe that. There's no basis in fact for that. Well, that's a whole other can of worms. But anyway, you heard him say right off the bat, Christ was a black man. Here, I'll just, I'll, 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 here, I'll, I'll, I'll let you hear it again. The Bible says Christ is a black man. He's got this book he's got open. I don't know to convince you of whatever that that's the case. Your forefathers, your ancestors, went, took the real image of a black man and turned into a white man. So yeah, you still guilty as charged. <laughs> so white people are all guilty as charged because my ancestors went way, way long ago. Evidently, when Christ was here, uh, Jesus was, according to them, a black man and. 
my wicked white ancestors went and changed all that and turned it into a white guy. In it. You, because of what your forefathers did, give me Isaiah 14 and 21. Let me say something to you, Mr. Esau. Oh, y'all go pray for what y'all So they're, they're calling this guy Mr. Esau. There's a white guy standing in front of them, um, Esau, um, or I'm, I, I think they said Edomites or whatever. So they're, anybody that's white is, is evil, I guess, in their eyes, from what I can interpret. Oh, and it's funny, too, because they've got their big black or I'm sorry, they got the big um, gold, everything's black, but it's on a gold back, uh, the, the lettering's gold, and they've got their big gold hexagram all over, like, their clothes, all over their stuff, and you know, again, hexagram being one of the most wicked, evil signs of um, the occult. You uh, can use the hexagram to summon a demon from another plane of existence. Um, it is extremely powerful in witchcraft. It um, doesn't have anything to do with david the star of david or whatever it might have been the seal of solomon now that's a whole different story because solomon got into the dark arts uh repented at the end but got into the dark arts married all these foreign wives and and these types of things and they stole his heart away and um at least for a time but the hexagram i've done a whole dedicated teaching on that and again they're not doing their homework very well because that is one of the um wick, most wicked evil signs that you could ever want to associate yourself with, and they openly do that. So there's another red flag. Hey, you want to pay for because your forefathers did it. You understand that? We pay for slavery, and you will pay for the change of the image of a black man to a white man. Your forefathers did it. Give me Isaiah 14. So it's it's all about the same. You know, your forefathers were the slave owners. Um, it's all about that whole uh, white guilt. Uh, your fathers were, and, and, and again, like I was from Ohio and I know that my lineage had nothing to do with any kind of slave print plantations in the South. And that was only like what, two to 3% of the people in the South had slaves. And you start looking into that more and more and more. And there's all kind of other red flags there. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying that there was a demographic that primarily owned the slaves and yet all white people are blamed for that. All white people, universal, universally and ubiquitously by these type of black browbeating cults like this. Now, some of them aren't, aren't even in cults. Some of them are just blacks that want to, you know, instill this white guilt on all white people. You know, like we're all racist and now we've got to whatever, pay this reparations or whatever. So there, I, I get, a, I, I, know, I just said that because I, I get that. I get a lot of that um, flavor with this, that white guilt flavor that, that oh, well, then that'll make Whitey just shut up because he ain't going to say anything against, you start talking about slavery and stuff, I need to just shut up. doesn't matter if you're taking people to hellfire with your devil cult. No, I'm not going to keep my mouth shut. Well, you are going to pay. You and your whole race going to pay. So you and your whole race is going to pay because we're white. Because we changed the image of Jesus Christ, who was obviously a black man, right, okay, yeah, that really lines up with the Old Testament Hebrew Israelite tribes, yeah, okay, and we did that, and we're evil, and we're wicked, and now we're going to have to pay. You're going to pay with global thermonuclear warfare. You're not going to coming. You act like America is absolute, or they don't get stopped from having global thermonuclear warfare. Okay, so he goes on for another whatever, so um, anyway. 
that just wanted you to get a little um a little uh flavor of what they're all about now that sect of black hebrew israelite is called israelite school of universal practical knowledge home of the truth israel will and here's their model israel will be one again under the only man who was given the rank to do so commanding general yahana <laughs> so now we know if you're rastafarian it's Haile Selassie, I believe is how they said his name. If you're Mormon, it's Joseph Smith. If you're Seventh-day Adventist, it's Ellen G. White. I mean, it could go on and on and on and on with just thousands and thousands of cults that elevate one person or one man or one deity that they call a deity to some kind of whatever. But their commanding general for this um, black Hebrew Israelites, at least the Israelite school of universal practical knowledge, is Yahana. Okay? So now we know that. Now we finally know the truth. Okay? I've been in ministry for, for like, what, 17 and really going back another t five years before that because I was putting out emails. So let's just say 22 years. Finally, to finally, finally see the light that Yahana is the only man who was given rank to do so and unite all of israel um and he, he's the commanding general and then it goes on to say all camps are ordered to come together ah shalom now i i wanted to know a little bit more about who's this yohana character so i looked it up and uh, yohana whose real name is john lightborn <laughs> so it's some dude it's not even like an ascended master or something like, you know, that the New Agers are, are waiting for, you know? At least Alice Bailey had, like, Jijual Cool, who, again, who started the uh, pop group Cool in the Gang. Um, or, you know, Sanan, Isa Sanan Emmanuel, the fake knockoff Jesus, you know? Or, um, oh, there's so many. There's so many ascended masters. No, no, it's just some dude named John Lightborn. <laughs> He is the leader of the Israelite school of practical knowledge, an extremist Hebrew Israelite group that preaches hatred of white people. And again, you get in any kind of Hebrew roots, whether it's black Hebrew Israelite, whether it's uh, uh, British Israelism, whether it's Hebrew roots, you're going to always, always, always go down a very dark satanic path. That there where you will not you will not get saved. You guaranteed they're not going to teach you the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ guaranteed they're going to pervert the gospel it's not even going to be anything close you're going to have to it's going to be gospel their gospel plus works plus whatever 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 else you got to do in their cult to you know you know attain whatever you're trying to attain Jews and anyone else who don't embrace its radical, oh, they, they hate white people. They preach hatred of white people, Jews, and anyone else who does not embrace its radical black separatist ideology. And then I give you a link here. General Yohanna discusses the black supremist Hebrew movement. So if you want to avail yourself to that. Unbelievable. But there's just one example Next report, and I've covered this before, and it's not that long, at least 40,000, quote, Christian 
denominations exist worldwide. Which one of them's right? 40,000 to choose from. Denominations are unbiblical and spoken against in the New Testament. 1 Corinthians 14.33 For God is not the author of confusion. That by itself should show you denominations are not biblical. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. But those churches were united. They were like home churches back in the day when that was written. It wasn't they all had different denominational labels. Some critics of Christianity are keen to point out that according to best estimates, there are, now this was written in 2014, so who knows how many denominations there are now, eight years later. There are roughly 40,000 Christian denominations worldwide. This is an astoundingly large figure, and some see it as evidence that Christianity is divided. And this is, again, this, Satan loves every bit of this. This is Satan's hoofprints, if you ask me. If Christians can't even agree amongst themselves, how can they make exclusive, exclusive claims about absolute truth? After a quick search online, it's not hard to find a plethora of blog posts commenting on a large number of Christian, Christian denominations and concluding all sorts of things. Uh, that Christianity has splintered into pieces and that there are 40,000 groups of contradicting each other and 40,000 different interpretations of the Bible. 1 Corinthians 1.10 says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing. And that there be no divisions among you. Isn't that what denominations are? They're definitely not speaking the same thing. They've all got their own interpretations of Scripture. But that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind, in the same judgment. That's not even remotely the case now. For it hath been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. Now I say this, that every one of you saith, I am of Paul, and I of Apollos, and I of Cephas, and I of Christ. Meaning, I got led to the Lord by Paul, I got led to the Lord by Apollos, I got led to the Lord by Cephas, he's better. Well, this is... He was already having a problem with this back at the formation of the church, trying to prevent denominations from forming. He's condemning it right off the back that there be no divisions among you, that you all speak the same thing, that you have the same doctrine. But no, that pride just wants to enter in, man. That pride just loves to enter in. I remember one time I came out of the Pentecostal church. This just came in my head. And... um I don't know if he's around anymore. It was a guy named Rod Parsley, a Pentecostal dude. And I came out of the church and there was like a few girls that I knew outside and they were talking about Rod Parsley. And I actually drove by his church once when I was up in Ohio um, visiting because that's where I'm from originally. And um, drove by this gigantic church. Oh, and I, I, I never, the guy um, really, even when I was a Pentecostal, just rubbed me the wrong way. Just the pride on that guy. Real big man's man and, you, you know, ah, fire breathing. 
got his big mega church out there outside of uh, Columbus, I believe, Ohio. And they were like, they were talking about Rod, and it was so weird. And they were, and I said, oh, I said, oh yeah, I, I, I've seen him, Rod Parsley on TV or whatever. Now I wasn't in the mode. I was in the the charismatic church at that point, so I wasn't like out to really create any kind of waves at that point. And there, and the, the one girl looks at me and she says, "But do you know Rod? Rod Parsley?" And they all had this like look of pride and arrogance on their face about this guy. And I don't know whether they thought he was like really good looking too. And that was kind of the impression I kind of got. And he, oh, he's the man. Okay, whatever. But pride is the root of all this. Pride is the first sin of the Bible, if you think about it. Well, the first in the Bible. Wasn't it wasn't Adam and Eve? It wasn't Eve. That's not the first sin of the Bible. It was when Lucifer fell. The Bible says, because of your merchandise, because of your great possessions, and because of your beauty, his heart was lifted up. That pride entered in to Lucifer, and then he became Satan, essentially. And he said, I will ascend under the sides of the north. I will be like the Most High. He actually became so delusional with pride and is to this day that he thinks he's going to come and like evidently remove God off the throne. And that's what started this whole mess. Pride. And it's probably the worst sin of the Bible because if you're proud, you do not think you have a problem. If you're proud, most of the time you think, I'm better. You're the problem. And that could apply to somebody that says they're saved or says they're not saved. You could have some rich, proud aristocrat or rich, proud Hollywood diva or whatever. And they don't think they need God. They're, look, they're, they're doing fine without God. Or it could be somebody that's in a quote christian denomination or at the head of their own cult or in a in a cult-like denomination like black hebrew israelites that think they're better it's all rooted in pride and god is not the author of confusion and god says i don't want there to be divisions among you i want you to speak the same thing i want you to be perfectly joined together in the same mind and same judgment but that's that's an absolute total beyond rarity now but it's Further evidence and proof of the falling away of the church of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3, and the Laodicean church of Revelation 3, that we should be expecting. Everyone, if you say, I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos, I'm of Cephas, I'm of Christ, is Christ divided? Exactly. 40,000, quote, Christian denominations? Really? Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? It's dangerous. It's so dangerous. I never heard that. What I just said to you, I never ever heard that one time preached at any church I was ever in, starting from Lutheran Middle School, going all the way to when I came out of the Baptist movement in about 04. 
well, why? Why would you? Why wouldn't you have really? Or, or if they did, they skimmed over it. Well, why? Because they they condemn themselves. And then I guess you could say, well, what if they're non-denominational? Oh, okay. I mean, I guess you'd have to look at their doctrine. You know, but if they're 501c3, and if the pastor had to go to the state to get his right to preach, his license to preach, his license to marry, by the power invested in me by the state of Florida, I now pronounce you being a wife. Shouldn't that power be given by the Lord Jesus Christ, not the state of Florida? I don't know. I guess I just see things differently. I don't have any of those entanglements. Uh, doesn't mean I'm better. Doesn't mean I'm better. I'm just saying, I, it's like I saw all these things going through the church and I'm like, man, I, I just, this is a mess. This is a mess. I'm going to start a ministry so that hopefully we can point out some of these things and help other people that are maybe struggling with the same things. Not that I want to build a following for myself though either. I don't want to build whatever. Scott Johnson follower don't follow me follow the lord jesus christ follow the king james bible hopefully in the name of the lord jesus christ in all humility i can help point you in the right direction if you're in need of help i don't have all the answers though i'm not a pastor i just i'm just a teacher not seminary trained but my bible sure is highlighted my bible sure is <laughs> pretty well worn i would imagine Um, then I saw this little info thing the other day and it said, let's talk about your television. You watch things and then you expect God to move. You love their off color jokes, their humor. You find yourself laughing in wickedness and then you want God to move in your family and move in your life. You come to the meetings and after the meetings, you go home and I'm, I'm assuming church meetings and you go home and sit in front of a television and watch all that filth. And you're not even sensitive to the sin of it and you expect revival. So, yeah. Great point. Great point. Something to think about there. Uh, next report. Uh, LGBT indoctrination of children causing half of UK teens to tell psychologists that they're trans. Meaning they're transgender. I mean, this is absolute, total satanic insanity sweeping the planet. Just the stuff that's going on with the trans movement. And how it's being shoved down our throats. Because it's it's the most vile, sick, twisted um, perversion of male versus female that you could get. Okay? I mean, it's one thing to even be gay or lesbian, but then trans is a whole other level. And of course, Satan is going to want to shove that down all of our throats, knowing that the more we give into it, the more defiled we will become. A clinical psychologist in, in the United Kingdom says that more than half of her teenage patients now identify as trans. Now, think about it. This is only going to probably get worse. And these are the people that um, are going to, as, as the baby boomers die off and as the elderly then these are the people that are going to be taking over and be more and more in control the younger generation and this is thanks to the persistent lgbt 
BT indoctrination at school and in the media. Choosing a to remain anonymous, the doctor says she has currently seen a dozen families and has helped many more over the past 40 years and that she has been practicing, in, but that the rate of self-identifying as trans teens is off the chart. Charts. In many cases, she said youngsters now coming to see her with mental anguish or suicidal thoughts had been allowed to transition from one gender to another at a young age. Sometimes even at five or six. Now, these parents should be taken out and shot. You could say that figuratively. I get it. But I'm just saying what they're doing to their children is, um, I, I don't, from a biblical standpoint, if you were in the Old Testament, I mean, it would have probably been a death sentence. You, you, you can't do that to children. You can't, you're not supposed to do that to children. It's like you're doing every and anything you can do to damn them to hellfire. That's how I really look at it. Because at the end of the day, that's what really is going to matter when this life is over. And, you know, your own children who you should be more protective of and and um, caring for, and you're, you're trying to get them to transition from one gender to another at, at the age of five. You are nothing but a demon-possessed vessel of Satan if you're doing that to your children. And you have, I, I believe you forfeited your right to live if you're doing that to your own children. But it's good I'm not God, you know. In many cases, the parents of these children do not correlate their mental problems with gender dysmorphia. It's because they're so demon-possessed and delusional at that point. For whatever reason, they're not making the connection between having a trans identity and being severely mentally ill. Do you know what kind of devils and demons start to possess people when they start to go down this road? And no, and I'm saying no one ever talks about that part of it. I don't ever, ever even see ministries really talk about that. The devils and demons that enter into people when they make the wrong choices or if they force their children to do wrong things or if you molest your child at a, at a small age or all the demons and devils that are coming into them curses that that might be appropriate i i've rarely ever heard any even preacher talk about that that you know you give you give drugs for for um these all these mental issues and they're demonic problems and the drugs have devils associated with them it's called pharmakia it's a root word for sorcery it's a way you could get more devils into you mind altering pharmakia in particular rarely if ever ever hear that ever and you'll never hear it talked about in psychological circles or these shows where they get into like the true crime what what could have possessed um they won't even use that term what what could have you know been the motivating was it his childhood maybe he was demon possessed to the toenails from the beginning maybe he had a horrible childhood maybe that's where the devils and demons came in maybe it was generational curses in addition to that but it's all about devils and demons possessing these people. Whenever you have some type of psychopathic killer or serial killer or whatever, come on. Well, he just had a hard childhood. A little more to it than that. For whatever reason, they're not making the connection between having a trans identity and being severely mentally ill. The parent would be telling me about their teenager about their mental anguish suicidal thoughts self-harm and then they drop something in so casually that i'd almost think i had missed it they'd say oh and he's a trans boy or girl 
and he transitioned when he or she was like five or six. And again, the parents had to give the approval for all this to happen. But then they'll say, but all that's fine. Meaning it has nothing to do that they're a totally mentally, um, um, you know, uh, basically like they're possessed. Has everything to do with that. That's why Satan wants you to do it. unbelievable she says that while social transition is reversible meaning a trans person can decide to no longer be trans and revert back to normalcy in social settings physical reversal is impossible when we disconnect them from their biological sex we set up patterns of denial and secrets the psychologist says and again this is coming from somebody who's a psychologist who is you know looking at this from a purely secular non-christian non-demonic standpoint so bear that in mind um we set them up to hate their bodies at puberty to beg for blockers and binders because for years we were told that they could change sex and they believed us even though that's impossible uh they are desperate to go back to the years when no one knew any different but that time will never come time is not reversible uh, interestingly the wuhan coronavirus lockdowns played a major role in convincing more children than ever before to cut off their body parts when he says it's not reversible that's what he's talking about i believe you start cutting stuff off i mean you can't it's, there's no going back from that you know excessive social media use particularly on platforms like snapchat and tiktok exposed tens of millions of children to extreme trans indoctrination again all by design one of the many attributes of the covid19 uh satanic agenda Influencers on these platforms spread misinformation about how slicing off body parts and adding new ones would make children feel normal and like they belonged. Now many of those children have committed irreversible damage to their bodies and can never go back. And Satan's laughing about every bit of this. Him, him and his devils and evil entities and all of them. That's where all this stems from. People, and I will call them vessels of Satan... In professional positions of responsibility encourage them to transition and all their problems will be solved see they're nothing more than a mouthpiece for Satan or for whatever devils and evil entities are talking through their mouth they're encouraging them to transition and all their problems are gonna be solved it only makes things worse and many of these troubled teens end up suicidal after the procedure. Again, all by design. Okay, so and on a related note, these are just, these just broke recently. Um, the Biden administration has announced that it will pull meal funding from, I'm, I'm assuming public schools, not compliant with its radical pro-transgender policies and far-left views on, on the sexual orientations and gender identities of children. Throwing the food security of poor and needy kids across the country into serious doubt, despite the immediate and drastic impact the move could have on children experiencing food insecurity who are enrolled in free and reduced-price school meal programs, the Biden administration 
is justifying the move under a Biden executive order opening girls' restrooms and locker rooms up to men, that's all part of it too, and forcing schools to adopt pro-trans sporting and pronoun policies, and I'm sure all the pro-trans indoctrinations encouraging as many of the kiddies to transition. If you're a girl, you're a guy. If you're a guy, you're a girl. You know, get everything lopped off and cut off. Take your drugs. Take, do your breast binders and all the other stuff and become the child of Satan that you were meant to be. Because that's all that this is about. That's the, the whole goal. To become as demon-possessed to the toenails as possible. Because when you undergo all those things, you are taking on more devils and demons by the minute. And that's the goal. And Satan knows you're never going to do nothing for God in that particular capacity. I, I don't, I've never really seen any, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they exist, but ones that were transgender, got everything lopped off and cut off and then saw the light and became Christians. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but you would have to think it would be the most infinitesimal demographic of Christians that there is. And Satan knows that. At the end of the day, it's all about getting you into hellfire and him using you to get others into hellfire. See, I distill this ministry down a lot to those things. You'll hear me harp on that over and over again because that's really what it's all about. A million years from now, that's all that's really going to matter is who's in the lake of fire and who's in heaven. Those are going to be the two big 900, 9 billion pound gorillas in the room. Those two things. And this agenda and so many of the other things that I talk about in the COVID agenda, really it's a lot of it boils down to that or how to get you into hell quicker, how to kill you off faster, how to make you sick, how to change your genetics, rewrite your DNA, delete genes like with the COVID kill shot, fill you full of nanotech. Going further, it says that uh, um, in many districts around the country, federal dollars are much needed to fund the full extent of their subsidized meal programs for some kids living in extreme poverty. It's the only food they, they eat all day. During the summer, some school districts use federal funds to deliver meals to kids enrolled in free lunch programs, ensuring they have a re reliable source of food throughout the year. Unfortunately, it's like GMO, horrible garbage, but yeah, it's better than them starving, but it's not good. Nevertheless, those in violation, says the Biden administration's USDA, will have their meal money withheld. Effectively starving vulnerable children to force state and local officials into submission. Meaning if you don't go along with all the pro-trans, all the pro-gay, LGBT agendas. If you don't go along with all those, you're in violation of this and we're not, we're, we're not going to, kids don't eat anymore. They can starve. Take it out on them. See, they couldn't get away with this under Trump. That's why they had to bring Biden in. The USDA is committed to administering all of its programs with equity and fairness. Doesn't that sound equal and fair? You know? And serving those in need with the highest dignity. You mean starving the little kitties? because they don't want to be indoctrinated with all your satanic, pro-trans, LGBT, pro-pedophile garbage? 
everything they say, it's the exact opposite. And that quote I just read you, and I'll read it again, was from Biden's agricultural secretary, Tom Vilsack, said in a USDA announcement. The USDA is committed to administering all of its programs with equity and fairness and serving those in need with the highest dignity. May your tongue turn black and rot out of your maggot-infested head, you vessel of Satan, straight from the pit of hellfire. That all men would see and fear and declare the work of God, that they would wisely consider of God's doing, and that the righteous would be glad in the Lord and trust in God, and all the upright in heart would glory. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ, according to Psalm 64. Tom Vilsack. You and Biden both. Can you imagine if that really happened? Like that one king in the, in the uh, Old Testament where he just all of a sudden he started speaking. He was full of pride and he just, he just turned into basically worms. Worms just started coming out everywhere. I guarantee the people that saw that, that got their attention. I guarantee you great, great fear fell upon them. And I guarantee you, like when Ananias and Sapphira were judged, what was the fruit of that? Well, great fear fell upon the Christians and many got saved. Guaranteed, the same thing would happen if it happened to Biden and it happened to Tom Vilsack and it happened to Hillary Clinton and just go right down the line, praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Wouldn't that be wonderful to see that? To see the hand of God move and to see the fear of God fall upon humanity? And many get saved and his name be glorified? I think it'd be amazing. Hey, if it's possible, I pray their souls be saved. But I don't think at this level, when your bloodline Luciferians that are generational, who probably aren't even human anyway, can't save something that's not human. He said this in a USDA announcement laying out the plan that some are calling a federal shakedown operation. Yeah, it's just blackmail. You know, that's all. Using the little children as the pawn piece for the blackmailing. You know, strong arm blackmail, whatever. A key step in advancing these principles is rooting out discrimination in any form. Including discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity. Because that's all that really matters. This, you know, three to four to five percent or whatever. Of course, I know that's going up. With all the indoctrination, with all the demons and devils being unleashed and, you know, I get it. But it's still not the majority of society. But they're the only ones that matter because they're Satan's children. And that's what really matters. Is everybody conforming to whatever Satan's children say we need to do. And that's the trans, that's, and again, it's going to be, you know, child molestations right out in the open. That's where all this is leading to. Legalized child molestation and ultimately legalized child sacrifice. Well, they're already doing the child sacrifice in the abortion clinics. But I'm talking about out in the open. I'm, 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 I'm saying that's where this is all leads. I mean, you know, in the gay parades, they've got those, they've got them marching with the pedophile flags which is just, just a different variation of colors. Just a matter of time. 
It's what all these sick high-level politicians want anyway. It's what they do behind closed doors. Dying a whole lot worse, getting into the adrenochrome harvesting. I've done studies on that. Just key that in. Does it get more sick than that? Elected officials and states poised to be affected by Biden's action on school lunches have begun publicly pushing back against the plans. With South Dakota's Governor Kristi Noem promising to file suit to protect our kids, please do. Please push back against this wickedness. Should Biden's plans come to fruition, she said, if you act on this, Joe, we'll see you in court and we will win, Noam said in a tweet blasting Biden's plans to take food off our kids' plates. Well, I hope they do. I hope they do act. Then we have this report, which is related, satanic fruit. Now, this is satanic fruit of what we just mentioned about how we've got to have um, any boy that thinks he's a girl or gender whatever can go into a girl's bathroom and, and vice versa. Well, here's some satanic fruit from that. Uh, Skirt-wearing, gender-fluid teen found guilty of in Loudoun County High School bathroom rape. A 14-year-old male who donned a skirt and identified as gender-fluid before raping a female classmate in a bathroom in Loudoun County, Virginia High School has been convicted on all charges related to the case. I'm surprised they convicted of anything. I'm surprised they didn't pat him on the head and say, great job, keep raping. Because that's about where we're moving to if this thing doesn't whatever. I mean, isn't, isn't that the, the logical conclusion where that will be a crime to stop the rape? I mean, you would have never thought 20 years ago this would ever, ever even be a thing, but now it's protected. This attracted national attention as, and has led to trans bathroom bills and safety of children in schools becoming focal points in the state's gubernatorial gubernatorial election the assault led to a rapist being removed from stone bridge high school and transferred to nearby broad run high school where he stands accused of sexually assaulting yet another female student that case is yet to move to trial and the, and the sentence for the student's conviction will not be given by the judge until both both cases are resolved school district officials have accused of covering up uh, of rapes and even directed deputies from Loudoun County Sheriff's Office to arrest Scott Smith, the father of the Stonebridge High School victim. So the father of the girl that got raped. They arrested him when he showed up to a county school board meeting looking for answers. So to add insult to injury, it wasn't enough for this deviant devil from the pit of hell to rape his daughter because he's gender fluid and he went in there and was excused to rape her in the high school bathroom. But when he shows up to a school board meeting looking for answers, they arrest him. The Bible says that there's going to come a day when, when he that departeth from wickedness will make himself a prey, like, you know, a, an animal's prey, like, you know. That's where we're at moving more and more into that zone i guess the arrest left smith bloodied facing charges of disorderly conduct and the image was used by left-wing media outlets nationwide to paint a concerned father as some sort of domestic terrorist and i'm sure that he was white yeah the, and warned the parents against fighting for their children so they demonized this guy that probably showed up there to you know defend his daughter's honor and and protest about what happened to her 
No, they used him nationwide to paint a concerned father as some sort of domestic terrorist. I'm sure he's a white, white supremacist. Did you hear that all white crimes, essentially now, especially if... Um, I heard the statistic the other day that they're classifying like almost all white crimes as white supremacy now. This is how they're they're getting their stats where they're they're going before like Biden and these types of people are going before the uh, I don't know whatever the nation and saying white supremacy and terrorism is the biggest threat to this all those lies. Well, they're they're basically classifying any type of white crime now as white supremacy. So that's how they're padding these ridiculously stupid statistics when whites and asians have the lowest crime rates asians have even lower whites have the second lowest and they're trying to they're trying to warn parents don't come and fight for your children or you'll be labeled a domestic terrorist Worse, recent revelations from emails of Loudoun County Public Schools Superintendent Scott Ziegler shows that the officials lied to parents when confronted about sexual assaults at a June school board meeting. At that time, Ziegler told the parents that he had no knowledge of any assaults happening in the district. And this is why we, we pray those prayers like I prayed up front today. For this very thing, this, this exact type of wickedness, And again, what is one of the main ways that you can explain that dynamic that I just, all this dynamic that I'm talking about, how they're just getting away with this. Ecclesiastes 8.11, because sentence, like if you sentence somebody in court, because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Or what if there's no repercussions? What if there's no sentence at all? What if what if you can just come over like the illegal aliens do, pour over and do all the commit all the crimes they commit? All the crimes I'm sure LBGTQ commit. Because the sentence against their evil works are not executed speedily, therefore the hearts of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. It emboldens them. They're like, well, I'm getting away with it. If God was whatever, well, God doesn't exist because I'm getting away with this. And if God really existed, he wouldn't let me do it. So then their hearts is fully set in them to do evil. Oh, they're going to have a rude awakening as soon as they draw their last breath. No fear God at all. So you heard me talk a lot today about devils and demons being the motivating factor behind so much of, you know, sin, evil, wickedness. And it is. Well, um, and I've, I've talked about this before. I'm just going to touch on this and I'm going to leave it in this um, PDF. Roughly, I don't know. Uh, you'll, you'll see it in the table of contents. It's probably going to be about on page, I don't know, 14, probably around there. Um, I got this. It's a health praise report after doing deliverance. They said, hi, Scott, I just wanted to let you know that after I received your email below, I did the Win Worley deliverance prayer. I recall doing it a few times when I lived in 
uh, when, I believe that's overseas. Anyways, while doing it, I felt nothing. But he also says that sometimes you feel nothing. However, over the next three days, the inflammation and tenderness of my thyroid went away. I knew it was linked to the prayer. See, sometimes health issues are purely demonic. It was, Jesus Christ in his ministry, one third of it was doing deliverance. Yet, that's not preached at all in a lot of churches. Most. I still sought out a specialist for the 1.5 inch nodule that covered half of my thyroid. She said I had to undergo a biopsy because it was so large. Last Friday I went and she could not do it because it was too close to the esophagus and sent me to radiology. Today I went to radiology and the doctor did another ultrasound before doing the actual bio biopsy and but could not find anything. Well, I suspect it wasn't even there, but she was assuming it was still there. The the one lady, the uh, her doctor that originally examined it, but she couldn't find anything. She said the thyroid is perfectly normal. Praise God. And that was after doing deliverance. So I I just I put this out. It's how to pass from curse to blessing, self deliverance, and it's basically I'm I'm gonna just leave it here you can read it it's not very long how to pass from crystal blessing um and it just takes you through the little steps and then there's a prayer you you pray and then here's a link to a pdf um to different of a different deliverance prayer and some teachings i find it helpful to think of the conditions to meet that they list it as possible keys to freedom if you find one of them particularly applies to you, then ask Jesus for help in that area and then continue with the prayer. Jesus sets us free. We don't want to have, we don't have to free ourselves first. And then he helps us after that. Um, and here's a PDF to another prayer and extra teaching. Sorry, that was a little disjointed. Anyway, I give you the link there. Now, that's the first thing you do. Okay. And then the second thing is the win whirly uh, thing. And regarding deliverance, what you would need is to go through this session. It's two parts as many times as necessary till you're not manifesting any signs of expelling these evil spirits. He gets into all you need to do in this video. And here's a link to it. After that, if you still feel like you need more help, you will be in a much better position to proceed with further deliverance one-on-one. -on -one. Um, uh, if you need further help, here's a map of actual deliverance ministers and you know i give you that resource there so um let me see where we're at on time here okay i'm gonna go ahead and end it here because we're going to be getting into totally different subjects uh for the part two so this is a good time for us to uh end it here and go to part two so god bless you and see you there